So this all started this past week. My brother called me and said, my brother Ralph called me and said, hey, there's an article that uh, a guy named Mark Price, writer for the Beacon Journal, wrote because on the 26th of June, it was the anniversary of the uh, a shotgun assassination in 1929 of a uh, Akron kingpin named Frank Bellini. Uh, at the time of the crime, he lived in 106 North Howard Street, above a confectionery he owned. Um, and it goes into the whole story of, of Frank Bellini and everything that went on there. And I realized that there was a lady I know <clears throat> who also grew up on Howard Street, who lived above a chicken market, who was very close to where Frank Bellini lived. And so I wanted to bring her on the show today. She's gone. And her name is Sylvia Palmasano. Oh, okay. Hi, Mom. Oh, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Oh, Joe, I'm hurting. I'm just getting up and getting ready. Yeah, I know. You got. You want me to tell my, because I, I wrote it. I was eight years old living at 273 North Howard Street. And and Frank Bellini, tell, first of all, tell everybody what your, what your house was like, where you, grew, where you were growing up on Howard Street. Well, I, I live next door. That's, I've got it all written down. Oh, well, tell me. Okay. I was eight years old, living at 273 North Howard Street. Next door, to well, on one side was a drugstore, a tall brick building that housed people. It was an era of gangsters and Italian mafia. I lived next door on the right side that was uh, next door to a pool room where the gangsters and the mafias played pool. They were good to us. One day I was sitting on the porch. In the back porch, in right? In the back porch of the house that went down steps that we lived upstairs and my aunt lived on the other side. And there was a chicken market in the front. And that... my grandfather, I'm, I was getting that. Okay. My, grandfather, <laughs> my grandfather had a chicken market and he would kill and clean the chickens for a living. I would help him. While I was sitting on the porch one day, I heard a gunshot close by. It was a man sitting in a rocking chair on his porch. A mafia man called him. That's the way it was. But there was one good thing People sat outside where where there were no strangers. People used to help if you needed it. I graduated from Bryant School and North High School. I was a jitterbug, dancing to all the big bands, Tommy Dorsey, Glenn Miller, Benny Goodman, and I met my husband, and I was 21. He was 19 when we were married. What a man. We were married 67 years, had three grandchildren, two boys, a girl. No, 
two, three children. Three children, two boys. Yeah. And Gina. Yeah. Carl passed away 13 years ago. Yeah. We now have two daughter-in-laws, three grandchildren, two great-grandchildren, Ben and Nate. Uh, Mom, now I have to go back and talk about Howard Street in Akron in the 20s was like, was, was, was rocking, wasn't it? Yes. Across the street was Markwitz store that used to sell everything and we used to walk up and down the street and and people didn't have cars and i walked downtown which was bustling downtown was great it used to get have parades and decorated for the stores uh fetterman's dry goods uh, jaegers all decorated for Christmas with Christmas trees and people shopping until 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. And um, it was just a great place where everybody talked to each other, loved each other. And then there was the bad side with the, uh, like I said, the mafia and the gangsters going around doing things was it was it all in howard street i mean you knew who the gangsters were right you knew frank- i knew some of them yes i did you bellini. knew frank bellini one was bellini i can't remember all of them their names yes so when 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 he when he was shot you, the whole family was sitting on the back porch it was we like were sitting on the back porch we heard it and then and, and uh, the street comes around a little corner and and his house was the first house right around the corner and he would always sit on his swing and somebody came and shot him there wow with a shotgun they opened up on him a shotgun now right. were there were there other shootings there before or uh, after there was, it was like that it, 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 it was it was bad if they didn't like you uh but the majority of of the ones, even the mafia people were, like the ones that were next door to us at the pool room, they would help us if we needed help. Did they want so, stuff in return? They, what do you mean? They, they, you know, they'd help you, but did they say like... No, it, no, no, they never, never, never <laughs> answered us back. We would never know that they were mafia. Okay. They were wonderful to us. And Grandpa... Once you moved out of there, Grandpa became the president of Sicilian Club and associated. He was kind of like the My head dad. of the head of the organization of those people. Well, you know why? Well, yeah, because uh, uh, he used to do little favor, legal favors for them. And I don't know if, uh, if I should tell you, but he did so many good things for these people that one day. A beautiful, uh, 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 like a pink car, came in my dad's backyard, and the guy—he was one of the one of the mafia—knocked on the door, and he said to my dad, "This is for you for all the good deeds that you do for us." And my dad looked at him, and he says, "I appreciate what you're doing, but I cannot accept it." And he did not take the car. Wow, because he knew he'd be indebted. Yes, 
Exactly. Now, exactly. Mom, I have to ask you this. I'm going to ask you this on the air. I don't want to, I'm not, and you could tell me to go jump in a lake if you want, or hit me with a wooden spoon. Um, when When Grandpa died, I went through his phone book. And one of the first names, he had all the alphabetized names in there with their phone numbers, and one of them was Joe Bonanno. Oh, yeah, there was a Joe Bonanno. Yeah, from New York. Yes. <laughs> Grandpa knew him? But Dad, Dad, Grandpa knew a lot of people from Boston, from, uh, he had, uh, uh, like, what, what were the names of the relatives he had yeah. in Boston? Oh, he knew people from all over. Yeah. Everybody knew my dad, my grandfather. He, uh, no, your father. My grandfather. Well, not my dad. My dad. I'm talking about my grandfather that owned the chicken market. Oh, no, no. No, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, they knew people. He knew people from Boston, New York, all over. Wow. So you were eight years old when this happened. I, I, eight I, years old. It's unbelievable to me. I told John, you know, when I was introducing this, I was talking to John Bazika, and when you talk about 1929 and you say there's an eight-year-old girl who witnessed this, who was there in the story, um, he was pretty amazed that there was somebody that is still around that was witnessing this, and, and you lived in that time. I did. I lived in all. Yeah. And it says, I'm 98 years old, still living in my house with Gina. I was blessed with a very good life, filled with good memories, no regrets. I know. And 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 we are all grateful um, for your life, too. Joe, I, I, I have no regrets. The only regret I had in my whole life was what happened to my daughter. I know. I know. I had the, I had the most wonderful husband. Grandchildren, children, I'm proud of my family. Yeah. No regrets. And you lived through all this stuff. You I did. You lived through all this stuff, the Depression. Right. World and War II. you know II. what, I know something? I tell everybody that, that I know I went through a Depression, and I never knew I was poor. I say, I say this over and over and over. We planted the food, and the, my grandfather had a backyard. The food came from there, and uh, he killed the chickens. We had chickens. I never knew I was poor. Hmm. And you were living in a home with multiple families. Yes, because my, grandpa, my grandfather's home had a chicken market in the front, and then from the kitchen... There was a row of steps, and there were my grandfather and grandmother had boarders. They were people that came from Italy, and they left their families, and they would come here work and send the money back to their families until they could afford to bring them here. So my grandmother had to cook for boarders. And then you too. And and yes, and then <laughs> then the house was big, and there was a laundry room in the back, and I. And on the side, there was steps, and and I, we, my grandma, my mom, and dad had had me and my brother, and there were three bedrooms, a big kitchen that was part living room kitchen, and one toilet and a little sink. And my grandfather built a shower down in the basement, and if 
if we had to have a bath, we would go down the basement to shower. Wow. Wow. And we, we didn't, you know, it was a way of life, and we didn't think anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Mom. I had a wonderful life, Joe. I My know. grandfather loved me. He was a very mean man. He used to throw uh, eggs at the guy that sold him the chickens. <laughs> Yeah, because he said, you, you feed those chickens babies so that they weigh more. Yeah. <laughs> I remember no-no. I do. He lived to be 100, by the way. He was 100. And he lived he to be 100. In, the, in bed because he wanted to die because nobody was around that knew he talked to him anymore. My, by the way, John, my, my no-no lived to be 100. His daughter, my grandmother, lived to be 100. Right. His daughter, her daughter, is my mom, who is 98, and still going strong. Love you, Mom. I got to go. All right, honey. Thank you. I'll, I'll see you. Olivia. I love you. Bye-bye. I'll honey. see you tomorrow. <laughs> Sylvia Palmasano, who witnessed the killing that was written up in the Beacon Journal of Frank Bellini uh, this past week in the Beacon Journal, happened June 26th. 1929, she was eight years old. Wow, the history. Well, stay tuned.